0: Welcome, boils and ghouls, to Handle with Scare. We are a horror podcast presented by the Slashing Cast Network discussing horror movies and the phobias they emphasize. Throughout the month of December, we are celebrating the holidays uh, and sleigh season with a number of Christmas horror features throughout the month. Uh, we're doing a couple of things different this month because we are doubling up uh, some original. Uh, along with the remakes of said original, which I'm looking forward to doing because that's yeah, not it's something that we've done as of yet. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to figure out how we're going to tackle that. Maybe we'll have to do like a scoring system of sorts Ooh, uh, to c- compare okay. and contrast. Uh, but for those that have been tuning in, of course, I am Totally Drunk, joined as always by my co-host Holly Hooch. And Holly... You know, this is always a great time of year because uh, you know, on Twisted Tuesday we'd like to watch Christmas horror movies, but we've kinda gotten into an issue here as of late. What? Uh <laughs> we have an issue uh because since we've since we've done double features for holiday horror yeah. every December for the past Ooh. six years, right? You uh <laughs> we're running out of new content specifically for Christmas to the point where we're kind of at what I would consider to be more of the bottom of the barrel options. Oh, <laughs> or uh oh. Or movies that you know you look at it and you know you can see the poster, or you can watch the trailer, and you're just like, yeah, this is basically like straight video garbage. So then you're just like, well, Hot do guns. I do I go on? <laughs> and do I have enough drinks for this? Because that's the other question you have to ask in in that time.
1: And and what do, what does the rest of the community think? Do they want? Are they voting for any particular path, or are they just leaving it in your? in your capable hands or really what, um,
0: what's going on uh, well see like here he- here's the thing with this you know since we've watched so many of the mainstays uh mm-hmm. and most of the selections just out just in general not like even outside of December month uh have been really solid there haven't been too many movies that people are like groaning about me selecting. uh okay,
1: in- until yesterday <laughs> oh what did you make him watch <laughs>
0: Okay, so we watched uh, what very well is probably the worst Christmas horror movie I have ever seen. (laughs) And uh, hold on, let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull up the IMDb for you so you can look at it. Uh, It is Ugly Sweater Party. (laughs) Okay. So so let me let me let me pull this up. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Um, here. Let me link it. If I can find my mouse on the other screen, that would be fantastic. All right, okay. I'm gonna link it there. So uh, you know, just looking, looking at the poster. Not, not a whole lot going on. You see, like the the stencil uh, outline of a dead body. Some really terrible blood. I'm not seeing it. Uh, a sweater. You're not seeing Throw it. Show it up. It's in the, uh, it it's in the group chat.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying now.
0: Okay, let me go check it out. And uh, you know, the tagline is "Can't be bloody, <laughs> sweatery." Uh, that's, I don't even think that's <laughs> a word, like but, you know, whatever. But it, it evolves around an ugly sweater party uh, turns into a bloodbath when an evil Christmas uh-huh. sweater possesses one of the partygoers. Now, the weird thing about this movie uh, is it, it it's kind of set up initially like Skull of the Mask, which is uh, a Brazilian slasher movie that uh, for no fucking reason... Has like Nazi propaganda to set up the backstory of the mask. Like, in a, in a like, <laughs> what? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and in this movie, uh, it is very reminiscent of that opening as well. Uh, and, you know, apparently, like, this sweater has uh, like a pentagram. It lights up. It's kind of like a satanic Iron Man. And it just, you know, possesses whoever is wearing the sweater at the time. So you might be wondering, well, gee, Totem, like, why why the hell would you pick this out? And again, it's because we're at the bottom of the barrel and had Melissa yeah. Rose in it, a.k.a. the mingled dick expert from uh, The Last Drive-In. You know, she starred in, Slum- uh, in Sleepaway Camp. You know, she's one of the icons of the 80s, so it's like, how bad could it really be? And, uh, yeah, turns out... They spent all the money on her. Huh? Not the, uh, not that great. You got uh, the the best part about the movie, uh, and there's really only one good part. Uh, there's some pretty good music that uh, it like it okay. features a band in the movie itself, and then they were like advertising like their album like at the end of it. So I don't know if like that was just like this was their pet project or what the deal was, but it was. An hour and twenty-one minutes of my life, full of regret.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that bad, huh? Yes. Like, what? What was? Um, what, what was the worst thing you can think of? It was like the acting. Was it the editing? Was it the? You know, what was it? What's it the story?
0: Uh, it's just the complete randomness of everything that happens, and there wasn't really that much gore in it and all the gore was okay. basically CGI blood anyway. Oh. So it just it looked really tacky. It was definitely one of those movies that you're like, yeah, you you it kind of got the vibe of, well, you know, you're used to low budget, but then there's also like the low budget that looks like you shot the movie in your backyard, low budget, yeah. you know. So yeah, like there's, there's a there's, there's a levels. clear distinction and after coming off of watching Thanks Killing, uh which also had a micro budget, you know, Thirty-five hundred dollars. It's, it's like app. It's like apples and oranges in this case. It's like what the heck is going on?
1: <laughs> Understood, man. That's gotta be very disappointing. Is did you pay money for this movie?
0: I rented it. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, was it like expensive because nobody watched it? No, nah, it was a couple like, of dollars. Dependent? Okay, <laughs> that's not too bad. Okay, every once in a while you come across like an indie movie, and then it's like eight dollars, mm-hmm. and then it's really shitty, and you're really upset with yourself. Right. That's only happened to me once.
0: Yeah, so so on that topic, you know, since it is the holiday season, I, I have to ask, like, how many Christmas horror movies would you say that uh, you watch during the holidays? Because, you know, for Halloween, it's more common. Uh, I don't right. think as many people do it for, for Christmas. I am definitely <laughs> someone who uh, probably watches anywhere from, like, 10 to 15 Christmas horror movies uh, every year.
1: I would say... Um... Shoot well, I would say easily at least five, just because you have to go through the basics, you know, and um to just really get you in the in the holiday spirit. <laughs> I mean, they just can't all be Tim Allen movies, although he's his own fucking horror show on his own. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know you gotta have a mm-hmm. mix of uh, legitimate Christmas and then horror Christmas, which is really fantastic, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say five, okay, and I'm gonna try to push it this year and do no. more.
0: So, if you had to uh, to cherry pick a favorite out of the lot, what what would you say is a quintessential Christmas horror movie?
1: Well, <laughs> I mean, the one that we're going to be talking about today is my quintessential go to mm-hmm. Christmas movie, which is the which is Gremlins. Uh, but there's, I mean, fantastic movies out there. I mean, Black Christmas comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original was. Pretty fucking ridiculous and scary and good. And there's this one, I cannot not remember the name of it, but I'm sure it's something like Maniac Santa or something, which is just that. It's a maniac serial killer Santa who's going around town Christmas killing people.
0: There's like there, two of those. There's, there's quite a few like killer few Santa movies. Yeah, that's not really narrowing it down. <laughs> well, this one's like from
1: the 70s as well, or 70s or 80s. So I know like, you know, there's a lot of those Santa movies now, but I feel like they all came out like in the last like 25 years. You can challenge me if you want, please. I'm not I'm not I'm not calling anything true.
0: No, me. there's but, there's just a lot of killer Santa movies. I wouldn't say it narrows the list.
1: I know you're so upset that, that I can't narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're giving me nothing to work with right now. All right. Well, well let's move past that. I mean, mm-hmm. uh well, what about all, you know, we're we're also going to be talking about Krampus this this month and I'm really excited about that. That I feel like uh the one that we're going to talk about I it's my favorite Krampus movie. Mm-hmm but there's also, you know, there's like four or five of those out there right now. So that's pretty great. And
0: to be honest, I have not seen any other Krampus movie outside of the Michael Doherty one. So I don't know what the mm-hmm. uh what like it's the, the rating what it. the ra- that's what I kind of figured because it, yeah. it, when you look at the cover for all of them, it, it basically gave you this rated TV vibe. So it's just like I <laughs> yeah. wouldn't really have set expectations going into any of those anyway.
1: If Krampus 2015 is like an eight mm-hmm. all the other krampus movies are like threes okay that's yeah
0: that's what Pretty i steep. would kind of assume going in <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that's uh, where we're at yeah
1: there's that uh rare exports was really good
0: Mm-hmm. also and very very different for a christmas yes. order
1: um uh, let's see what else is good out there oh um shoot um the one where the kid is being babysat by hot babysitter. Uh, Better watch babysitter. out. Better watch out. Yeah. I actually really like that one. I thought that was pretty good. Um, I think I'm drawing a blank now.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, what what I will say is... There's plenty. You know, when... Oh! oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> sorry, that's sorry fine, to interrupt. <laughs> but there's also a short um, with Joan Collins where she kills her husband... And I can't remember what a vignette movie this is part of, but she kills her husband on Christmas night with her little daughter upstairs sleeping. And as she's cleaning up the, the the carnage because she lives in like an all white apartment decides to kill her husband with a fucking knife. So there's blood everywhere and she's trying to clean shit up with like newspaper. And then she gets attacked by, Oh, a killer Santa. Yeah. That escaped the insane asylum. That Mm -hmm. one was pretty good too, but that was just a little short, but it was pretty great.
0: Yeah, speaking of uh, Christmas horror shorts, I know I've asked you this, but you never gave me an answer. Have you seen Treevenge? No, I, I haven't seen Treevenge. <laughs> okay, I've okay. Seen
1: Prevenge. Trevenge
0: Yeah, completely different, uh, completely different movie. movie I um, you and I are gonna have to sit down and do uh like a blind watch of that for for YouTube. It is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. Uh, but but outside of that, like for me, when I when I think of like my go tos, and you know, I know there's a lot of like staple ones. Obviously, Gremlins is it's uh, mm. they t- it's reason why we're starting with Gremlins because it is for me too, also the quintessential one. But if if I were to pick a more recent one, that I just that I watched and I fell in love with <laughs> because it's not necessarily one that you would would like think of first. Or like okay. not, not one that would immediately come to mind because it is more of a B movie, uh, is Santa Jaws. It's Santa like Santa Jaws, what it's, the fuck it's is that? Like I know everyone's like rolling their eyes. They're like, oh that 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 sounds right like a uh, like a sci-fi movie. Uh I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> and it is fantastic. Because it, it has like the concept Santa of uh like this this kid's uh, comic drawing comes to life and starts to terrorize this town, and it is absolutely Ooh. fantastic B-movie schlock, and I highly recommend that one uh for anyone out there. It, it it's one of those movies that has a really odd charm to it, which is not something that you really expect to see from a horror movie. Uh but anyway, so that that's my my more recent go-to one uh for, for the holidays. So if you guys want to go check That, uh, by all means, go ahead and let me know if you actually like that sort of B-movie content. Uh, I think it is fantastic. Maybe you guys will disagree, but uh, it's out there. But tonight, tonight we are here to talk about Gremlins, released in 1984, directed by Joe Dante, uh, which, you know, the story follows a young man inadvertently breaks three important rules concerning his new pet. And unleashes a horde of uh, malevolent, mischievous monsters on this small town. All right, so it's important to note, first mm-hmm. and foremost, yes. uh, Gizmo is always within reach. Right? Like he, yeah, he's oh oh hold up, he's a good boy. I got I got it, right here. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, if that's what we're doing, <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> Why don't you tell everybody what you just pulled out?
0: Uh so one of my uh days of the dead purchases uh from the Chicago convention was uh, I want to say it was a Walmart exclusive uh Gizmo Funko Pop, which is Ooh. one of the one of the larger ones. I mean the box is bigger than my head. <laughs> uh, and it has like, you know, the three D glasses. It's 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 got everything that you would want. And the reason for that purchase is, you know, I've been to a number of conventions where I've seen Gizmo merchandise and I've always mm-hmm. been looking to find the plushies of Gizmo, but the larger size ones. And I, I never actually see them. More of the plushes or the toys that you see for gremlins are more you know, like Three to six inches or whatever like smaller ones. And that's that's not what I'm looking for. I want one of the bigger, like teddy bear, like giant teddy bear size plushes for, for gizmo. And I've just not been able to find it. Uh, so when I saw this fungo pop, I was like, okay, I like that's a good median. Like I'll I'll get this. That will uh that'll that'll be my gizmo for the collection. And nice. you know, it's it fills the need that I, I was looking for, so I'm at least plush. glad. It's, he's not a plush, so he's not all, you know, warm and fuzzy, cuff, all that yeah. good stuff, uh, and he's going to stay in the box. Well, I got a plush. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic.
1: Yeah, this is Spike, and he's <laughs> plushy, and I got him at a carnival, and, he, and I spent an insane amount of money trying to <laughs> pop balloons with a dart. And Van- so finally the the guy working the sound was like Here, you could just have this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this isn't going anywhere, right? Like.
1: <laughs> and I was like, I was like talking through the scam. I'm like, mm-hmm. you see what they do, Joe, is that they don't feel them all the way and the mm-hmm. darts are blunt. <laughs> and the guy's just like, just 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 take it, ma- ma'am. 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 <laughs> I got ma'amed pretty hard that day. Yeah. I a little those shoulder pads for some reason.
0: There you go. For, for <laughs> no reason. Very cute. Uh and you know I think the only thing that would have been more appropriate is if you had uh one of the statues for <laughs> for the the gremlin that always exposes himself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with the fucking jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In uh, the, the sunglasses. I was the, I was browsing uh, the gremlin <laughs> yeah, I was browsing Facebook Marketplace because I'm in like one of the horror like buy trade sell mm-hmm. uh, groups, and they had the Flasher Gremlin listed at like two seventy five. And I know like those things go for three hundred plus, but I saw that and, I, I, and like it just it made me laugh because it is, it is. I I don't know if it's like true to size for like the animatronics, but I'm I'm pretty sure it would be. But just the amount of detail in it is absolutely fantastic. But anyways. Okay, so we just shield the the Gremlins merchandise. Uh, but let's talk about the movie. So first and foremost, obviously we we need to talk about the rules cuz that is sure. very important to the story and how things are kind of like laid out and why things get so batshit crazy. So Mogwai's have that full embodiment of handle with care. Right? Like uh right? as yeah. As Mister, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what what the what the seller's name is. It's like Mister Wayne or something like that. Damn, uh, I forgot I-
1: too. I love the character of his uh, his grandson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, I, I love the character, and then I also love like the casting because the kid did a really good job. You know, he was he's he was kind of like wheeling and dealing, really savvy, really smart, very careless because he, he doesn't know what he's talking about with the mugwai. But like you know, he, he's like family needs the money. It's 200 bucks. So I I, I like that kid a lot. That, yeah. I thought that was pretty good.
0: Can't just but leave that get... money on the table.
1: I, well, he if you would if if it had been explained to him. Mm-hmm. Although before we get into the rules, can I say something weird?
0: <laughs> I I fully <laughs> expect you to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So this <laughs> guy, Uh the seller, the 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 little old man is saying, okay, so I can sell him at any price. Mm-hmm. You know, he's uh, he's not just a pet. Uh, He needs to be cared for. But that mugwai isn't walking around like the fucking store and hanging out with a little food bowl and a little drink bowl and like watching, like, you know, I don't know, being entertained. He's in a box. They keep him in a box mm-hmm. in the store, and that's going to be his living situation forever. With and a blanket a really over good... it.
0: You you yeah. you forgot the most important detail. He's just in darkness the entire time. At all
1: time, and like, and he's and honestly, he's very goodwill considering that you know he's like imprisoned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I just thought about that. <laughs> that- <laughs> I was watching, <laughs> and I was like, "They're treating this animal like if you think of Gizmo as like a cat or a very like exotic animal, like a." like a sloth. He's just very mistreated as a pet. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, I I really did think his dad was an asshole for bringing home the equivalent of a a sloth. Like, hey, kids, look at this weird animal. I have no idea how it's going to react around you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know, this is weird. This is exactly what I was looking for. You didn't even know this was a thing before you entered this uh, shop that, you know, like I, I like that he quit, like, oh, it's no wonder that you had to, like, hustle people out the street. Because it's, like, <laughs> yeah, that it's was like it. underground, basically. <laughs> uh, but basically, uh, with Mogwai comes much responsibility. Which, you know, I, I find it hilarious because, you know, Spider-Man just kind of riff uh, off yeah. of that. basically, like, <laughs> uh, Which is fantastic. But the rules. You know, yes. you, you can't put the Mogwai near light. Especially sunlight, which. because sunlight can kill them. Uh, you can't let it get wet with water, uh, nor give mm-hmm. it any water to drink, uh, nor bathe it. So, like, yes. that, that, that's the other thing. Like, where's uh... all the
1: moisture coming out of them? <laughs> you, know? you know, and like, and,
0: and, and a, into, like... a, a pet is just bound to get into some mischief too. Like, you know, rolling around you in its own feces. Lose, you know, it's it's about to happen. Uh but the most important rule: no matter how much it cries, no matter how much it begs never feed it after midnight
1: yeah that's the big one but i mean are we talking which time zones cuz clearly that was an issue
0: <laughs> in the movie
1: so i a- <laughs> no, mean I'm sorry. They're, like, they're, yeah, let's not let's not poke too many holes they're, in the Do
0: demogui really have like any like knowledge of how time works you know that's like the uh, whole clearly other clearly <laughs> they stopped a fucking clock <laughs> they're they're very self-aware and I don't think uh that should have been the case, but like they it's like they know the end game, even though they weren't in their final form yet, which is also like the other thing <laughs> that that always <laughs> confuses me about just the way that the story is laid out. But that's that's a gripe, but it's not a big enough gripe for me to dislike the movie by by any oh, means.
1: <laughs> this insanely good. I mean, it's I, I I was watching it here a couple nights ago, and um I was really focused. <laughs> and that was pretty trashed. <laughs> I, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, like the movie is—I uh, I, I don't know. Like, you know, you you get so used to it that you—I started thinking of it more of a Christmas movie than a horror movie. And when I was watching it recently, and I was thinking to myself, like, this is way more horror movie than Christmas movie. And everybody in that town sucks. Like, every in everybody in that town sucks except for that dude um, and his mom. Those are the only two people that are kind of nice people because even like Phoebe Cates, like she's wonderful, but she still hates Christmas and she has that really horrible, you know, story to her past, which is right. really fucking brutal <laughs> when you stop and think about it for more than half a second. Uh, but so yeah, her her bad part isn't that she's bad; is that she has gone through a bad experience. But uh, yeah, like everybody's really shitty in that in that movie, which is kind of like uh, the opposite of "It's a Wonderful Life," which they sort of touch on a little bit, but mm-hmm. they still have that awesome, awesome, cartoonishly evil villain who's trying to kill his fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, Mrs. She, Deagle.
1: <laughs> oh my fucking God. She was like, I'm going to catch him. I'm going to kill him. It's going to be slow. And then here's the worst part about that villain. Because you're thinking like, well, who, well, maybe she's one of those people that doesn't see like any any sort of uh, reflection of, of, of um, awareness in animals, you know? Like, one of those people who just doesn't, com- you know, connect with animals. But then you find out she's a cat lady. She's a fucking cat lady, which means when she's saying, I'm going to kill your dog, she's saying, I'm going to kill your best friend. You know, she doesn't think of animals as just animals. She loves cats. But I just thought that really took it to the next level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I, I totally get that. And uh, I mean, you, know, you have wh- a dog. You have to get it. Yeah, I mean, my dog was just chilling in the family room uh, yesterday and he I, I'm in the kitchen and he he jumps off of the recliner comes into the kitchen still with the blanket attached to his back and I'm just like what are you doing <laughs> like what the heck uh, but anyways so <laughs> <what> <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm just like okay that's that's if it happens you know he has a he has that uncanny ability to always know like when i'm cooking you know he has to hit the kitchen nice. uh it's it's kind of like the the bacon effect you know Any anytime you smell bacon you just run straight to the kitchen
1: you're like hey man what's going on with all this bacon smell
0: yeah or in his case eggs because he, he likes <laughs> eggs uh, so, oh,
1: that's adorable too. So in in
0: Gremlins, of course, we do have a couple of nods to uh, some other movies. Like right out right out the gate, when you like enter like the small town, we kind of see like this billboard for like the the Shock Indiana Jock, uh, which is the the Rocket Ricky Rialto uh, billboard, which is <clears throat> as you mentioned a direct nod to Indiana Jones. Right. Uh, and you know one of the cool things about this movie is like later on, as all the mischief is starting to unfold, you kind of get the perspective of. Uh, rockin' Ricky Rialto as the gremlins are hidden the uh, the studio. And, you know, like, initially he's, like, trying to write everything off, like, you know, because, like, oh, like, this whole town has gone mad, you know? Like, the mm-hmm. very, very simpatico, like, black and white. Uh, you know, if you're a woman you have to be crazy, like oh, she's just got a case of the madness type uh, <laughs> BS that they always try to spew for whatever reason. Uh, and, you know, like, he's trying to, like, sway the story, and it's like, oh, it's just, like, straight out of, like, H.G. Wells. Like, War of the Worlds, and things keep happening. Uh, but my favorite, one of my favorite sequences in this movie uh, is closer towards the end of the movie when they get to the convenience store. And they mm-hmm. have that direct nod to E.T., uh, when oh. you have Stripe <laughs> hiding behind all of the plushes in the toy aisle. Uh, and yeah. the one that he's directly behind is also an E.T. toy. So it's like <laughs> it's one of those things where, you know, this is a very self-aware movie made in the 80s, of course.
1: Wasn't this also the uh, the Back to the Future um, town or City Hall?
0: I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like it was in the same like mm-hmm. studio lot. But it's just the fact that, you know, because you have <laughs> Spiel- Spielberg involved in this uh, that you know, you had some knots of his films, and it, it's just Gremlins is one of those movies that fits the time capsule, uh, per like perfectly for like an yeah. 80s movie. Uh, and you know you you have the characters that you really don't care about, as you mentioned, like Mrs. D. all of them, uh, who is very upset <laughs> that Barney, Billy's dog, knocked over one of her Christmas displays and like beheaded her uh, her snowman, and she's just carrying it around in town. But like this chick is just so mean she she's the scrooge <laughs> of this story like she threatens so to put barney down instead of accepting no, like a cash she, offer
1: <laughs> threatens to like kill him as in like not like have him put down by like you know in a humane way mm-hmm. like end of end of life way no she said she's gonna kill him slowly and yeah. painfully like she's really bad
0: yeah, Mrs. Deagle is the type of person who we oh see uh, run around stopping traffic as if the world is just supposed to, like, stop for her. Like She's, not- she's more important than everything else happening around her, uh, where she needs to have the right-of-way all of the time and doesn't want any, like, cash offering to replace the decoration or anything like that. Oh, but the, right. best, the best part about that scene in the bake is just the fact that, you know, Barney— you know, he's chilling behind the, the counter with Billy. He's hearing this chick talking so much shit about him. And he just <laughs> says, you know, fuck this. And he just jumps over <laughs> and attacks her after he's being threatened. And I was like, you know what? Respect. Respect. <laughs> <laughs> she had it coming. <laughs> and she's like, go, she's like, oh, I, I'm so faint of heart. You know, like, it's like, oh, come on. You're just, you're just making oh, a scene, you know, yeah, yeah. come on. What she is?
1: But it was, it's hilarious because, I mean, both Joey and I were like, hey, we've seen this movie a thousand times. Why didn't the dog just stay at home with his mom? <laughs> so, I'm like, because then there wouldn't be a movie. But yeah, why couldn't the dog just stay at home with mom? Same, yeah. Just saying. That at least would have avoided the first like bank stuff and, and him losing his job and all that whatnot. Mm. Judge Reinhold, my God. <laughs> what a dick. And we're all like sitting there going, oh, well, how old are they supposed to be? Are we supposed to be attracted to these people? So we're guessing that they're around 21, 22, maybe 19, 20, 21, 22. Because if you're, if Phoebe Cates is uh, working in a bar... Mm-hmm. I can't remember what kind of laws they had in make-believe <laughs> Middle America movie time? But I'm guessing what 19 or older. Yeah. Definitely
0: post-high so school. Okay, so to be fair, <laughs> she's also serving the gremlins at the bar. We we don't know how old they are. She could be serving minors for all we know. She is definitely serving minors. because
1: I'm pretty sure they were only like three days old. But um, psh,
0: yeah, thank if, you for your support.
1: <laughs> But yeah, like and I just I, I definitely love uh, that that turn in the movie where, you know, uh, a third of the movie or two thirds of the movie is like pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Could just be a creature feature. What is a creature feature? I'm just saying like straightforward animal attack mm-hmm. kind of movie where it's like, oh, we have this different species and they're kind of creepy. And oh, no, they've turned against us. And then, of course. There comes that turning point where they're, like, dressing up, they're playing poker, they're shooting people, they're... they're it's just hilarious, and it's fucking nonsense.
0: Yeah, like, and- that 20-minute that stretch yeah it's such a turn up to like 14 like on the <laughs> on the on the nozzle that it's just like what what are we even watching anymore but it's it's that batshit like randomness it's that awesome. really brings everything together
1: well, and that's also what caught you know what made the movie so um marketable too right because i remember watching that as a little kid and that's the only part i remember tell you the truth is no <laughs> And the parting, you know, mm-hmm. ugly, ugly gremlins, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and like, yeah, I mean, like, that's where all the toys came from. Because otherwise, like, the movie is like, it's, it's, the movie itself is pretty dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I, I just love how the movie all of a sudden was like, you know what? That's enough real movie for a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's go. Let's go into Crazy Town. And yeah, it was
0: pretty great. And the, the funny thing about that, too, is like the original script for Gremlins was a lot darker. You know, in the 80s, there was always like that <clears> that <throat> kind of like gray area about like how much you could actually get away with. Because this was before uh, they actually had like the PG-13 rating. so like you were either mm-hmm. PG or you were rated R. Now, see, there right. are certain titles uh, that were rated PG uh, that maybe shouldn't have been, but had actually like shown quite a bit of you know blood or gore or kills just in general or swear in all of the above uh and you know this was one of those movies that kind of like ushered in the PG-13 for the MPAA uh, along with some other titles around around this time as well uh but you know I going back you know, initially with the script, there was that discussion about what to do with Gizmo and Stripe, where initially Stripe was meant to be like the dark side of Gizmo. Uh-huh. And I think that shying away from that and making <laughs> them two very distinctly different characters worked out for the best in the long run. Because you have you have this I I very like identifiable villain in the movie who right away like they they set him up as the leader like you have that pack mentality even before they transform into gremlins when they are still mogwai right. uh where Gizmo really wants nothing to do uh with the others after uh some water gets spilled Earthing on him them. yeah <laughs> uh which the the whole like uh like balloon scene i am pretty sure it was balloons that they had the effect with the with the eggs with the birth in uh you, you know you just see like this little fur balls and a pop <laughs> like yeah. that scene is so funny because it's like an unraveling uh roly-poly basically
1: yeah <laughs> i i was actually really horrified like i was saying i was uh I as i was watching the movie i was really into it mm-hmm. and i was like honestly even gizmo kind of freaks me out <laughs> like i just i those big eyes really make me uncomfortable that's all i'm saying yeah
0: I it's, it's understandable, but straight out of the get-go, you know, when the dad's bringing uh, Gizmo home to to Billy, you know, it's like, you know, you're going to have to open this up, you know, right away, and Billy's, like, trying to shake, and he's oh, like, no, it's no, no, puppy. no, no, he's like, it's a puppy, isn't it? <laughs> and, uh, you know, right right out of the gate, you know, you, you had the rules established, and the dad basically... Uh, tells the rules as they are getting broken. And it's like, Dad, you have one (laughs) job! Because, like, okay, first, you know, we gotta dim the lights, uh, and then the mom ends up, like, taking, like, a a Polaroid picture, (laughs) and, you know, you got the whole, bright
1: light, bright lights!
0: Which is fantastic. Uh, and that's not the only time that we see that. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the other thing, too, because, like, there are clear distinctions with what Gizmo can say. And then there are other times where it's just like gibberish, <laughs> essentially.
1: Yeah. They they have to walk that fine stewy line, you know, where you can only understand them some of the time and then you completely ignore the fact that this is basically a, you know, very close to human kind of creature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, it's uh, I as I was watching the movie, you just can't get over the quality. I mean, like everybody in it was just did fabulous like all the acting was just so fucking solid which i know is just your you know your run-of-the-mill you know uh 80s movie but it makes a difference you know like it's uh having people that that know how to tell a story and know how to act it out really takes it to that level of fucking professionalism because <laughs> yeah some of these like movies that you're talking about bottom of the barrel like yeah that some of that acting is just like you cannot move past it you're like holy shit
0: yeah like we weren't we weren't even 20 minutes into ugly sweater party and there was always a comment of uh can we have a veto option
1: (laughs) oh no oh my god
0: it was one of those type of movies uh so so yeah like all like like the genre as a whole uh there are really good movies there are okay movies And then there are really bad movies.
1: But it blows my mind because if you do bad in a good way, if you do trash in your John Waters Mm -hmm. trauma way, like, it can work really well. Like, I love, like, drama movies. And those are all, like, we're not talking, like, Oscar winners there either. But somehow you've got enough charisma to be on the fucking screen. And maybe that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you get some of these, like, you know, shitty movies with people that have, like, no star power. And you're like, shit, you might as well be fucking working at the post office. Yeah, I got, Actually, no. I got people at the post office. <laughs> more personality.
0: I got paid in uh, Peanuts in the Snickers bar, you know? Like, what? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> just some guy they found out the street, you know?
1: They told him he'd get a blowjob, but we didn't tell him
0: when. Yeah. And uh, from who? Yeah. Just yeah a, I or I, I, you sheet of paper, essentially. <laughs> uh, but, but of course, I, I think. When when it comes down to the success of Gremlins, obviously so much of it boils down to the marketing and just the character design. I mean, a lot of people look at Gizmo and see him as that like that cuddly. Uh, yeah. Furball. And you know, I, I I completely understand what you mean by like the big eyes. It, it, Gizmo definitely has those bug eyes. But he's just mm-hmm. he's so he's so relatable. Like he loves to watch television. Of course, he loves yeah. to watch movies. And that's how he that's how he learns how to drive the Barbie Corvette convertible oh, yeah. later on in he a movie. He, he doesn't be- hold
1: any hate in his heart.
0: <laughs> it's Some also be- in a box. It's also how he fully embodies Rambo and in part two, and it's... <laughs> but you know, at, at the at the end of the day, you have uh, these puppets and these animatronics, uh, and th- that that, that was one of the other things that that really worked for its time. And you know, I I know we're gonna talk about the current status of Gremlins three because uh, it is mm-hmm. in development hell right now, <gasps> uh, and you know it's. Knowing how much things have progressed with animatronics, I feel like it would just be so much easier to do now, especially when you know, like, I'm trying to remember when that Mountain Dew commercial came out with Gizmo. It was fairly oh, was recent, like years ago. and it looked fantastic. It was fantastic. I'll have to link that was, in the show notes. I was
1: losing my shit. I was so losing my shit because I was like, oh, "Does that mean they're coming back?" Yeah, it,
0: it gives so, you yeah. it gives you that uh, carrot on the stick hope. <laughs> <laughs> I think it
1: was. I think it was twenty twenty. I think it was last year. Okay. Which soon to be two years ago. So it's kind of insane that uh, it was actually, even that long ago, because mm-hmm. it felt like it just came out, but I think it was... Wasn't it a Super Bowl commercial? Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Well, we haven't even gone... We haven't even scratched the surface. Yeah. I mean, can we talk about how crazy uh, Corey's character was? I mean, that kid's... Well, first of all, like, shit, like, talk about fucking star power, right? <laughs> like, there's... I mean, I I... I Corey Feldman under the age of 20, I'd watch him in anything. <laughs> and then over the age of 20, I I, I just want to give him a hug. <laughs> anyway, so he just seems to be having a hard time. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, like he does really great in that movie and like steals a show easily. Uh, but like his character is so hilarious. He's so like, he's a sociopath. Like my favorite part is where like, you know, Gizmo's being all amazing and talking and singing and playing the piano. And he was like, yeah okay and then he like reclines on the bed and is like reading a comic book and he's like so <laughs> fucking bored oh no and I think this is after he, re- he reproduced too I think this is after like the other gremlins came around and he was like hmm I was like holy shit Kids seem send
0: shit but, yeah he's yeah. like uh one two three four five. hey can I keep one and yeah. Like, nah man <laughs> nah man and then he's just like back <laughs> to just doing what he's doing you know like, like that's, that's hmm. all I cared about
1: Oh yeah. All right. So let's talk about the inventions. Which <laughs> interesting. What an interesting personality type the dad is, right? I mean, so not only is he like pretty genius level in developing these inventions, they're really impressive. You know, th- in theory, of what, course. When they work. When they work, right? <laughs> but then also, like, his main hustle is is like being a salesman, mm-hmm. being a traveling salesman. That's a really fucking hard job. Or I don't even know if that job exists anymore. To tell you the truth. I mean, it it exists in like, you know, the corporate sense, but I'm wondering if, you know, you know what I mean? So uh, yeah, tough job, smart dude, but still sort of flawed enough to the point where, you know, um, he, the life isn't set up to keep his kid from being so stressed out about money, right? (laughs) So that was, so that was a really interesting. And my favorite part about his inventions is, I don't know if you noticed this, but They all, all the actors had a wonderful time. Film, well, no, they couldn't have. They must have been so scared shitless, but (laughs) (laughs) because stuff coming at them. Because that is like the 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 number one theme of attack of the attacks in this movie is being sprayed with goo. (laughs) (laughs) And and my favorite part was like seeing like both mom and like son approaching some of the inventions, and then like just knowing they're gonna get sprayed, and like them turning their head and smiling.
0: Yeah, it was like Nickelodeon was, before slime exactly, time was a yes. thing.
1: <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Even Cory Feldman did it too. He's like, "No, <laughs> brace yourself." Gets you know, gets splattered. But I thought that was really hilarious. And I, they must have—I don't know this for sure—but I'm, I'm willing to bet that they, you know, they're just like, "Yeah, man, just go pull that lever and uh, you know, brace yourself."
0: Mm-hmm. Hope <laughs> so, for the best. <laughs> hope for the best.
1: And then there's times where like there's just shit getting thrown at them. Like, wow. You know, talk about fucking, like, you know, regulations (laughs) Mm -hmm. in filming. But that's what makes movies good, too, you know? (laughs) The chance somebody might get hurt.
0: Yeah, so uh, just looking at some of these inventions from uh, the dad Peltzer, you have, Mm -hmm. uh, not not only do we have, like, the uh, evolution of the Mogwai, we also see Uh the evolution in real time of the bathroom buddy. Oh yeah. Yeah. So okay. uh, this is basically like the cure to eliminate heavy luggage when you travel uh, mm. for like bathroom convenience. Uh, so you know you got your shaving mirror, you got your toothbrush, your toothpick, your toenail clippers, your nail file, uh, your dental mirror. Uh, it even dispenses toothpaste, and then like later Ooh. on, later on, you know, we eventually get like the uh, the the shaving razor, which you know, by the way, like if you initially. Rough draft, like first time out, you have the shaven mirror. Yeah. Why that, that other part the other part of the, the shaven process isn't involved in the in the first draft is beyond me, but you know, besides the point. Maybe he just didn't work out the kinks yet. Uh cause even in the second iteration it was still uh, having issues with the, the shaven cream dispenser.
1: Oh, I thought that was the toothpaste. Cause he was trying to put it on a
0: well the toothpaste initially was faulty, oh, but when yeah. when he was showing Billy in the garage. Oh, uh, yes. That's when yes. we got uh, the the added bonuses. Uh, so it's like you're all in one tool, and I I I, I love the whole pitch of like uh, you know you're about to go in a meeting, and then you you look up and you're like, shoot, <laughs> I got a little stubble. <laughs> what do you do? Like you can't you can't drive home and uh, you know have a quick shave. You just take out your bathroom buddy. <gasps> It's and it's just like, is- just a terrible, terrible name in the first place. Insane, but it's but just like, like <laughs> it's like, this thing is just like a brick. Like, this is a it weapon. Is. <laughs> this is a
1: weapon. Well, it just reminds me of that great uh, commercial parody from SNL from like the 80s where it's like this uh, young professional woman in a meeting, in a high, high rise in a meeting And she like touches her leg underneath the table and she's like, double. And she's looking around and like nobody's noticing. And like, basically it's like her lipstick is actually a razor and she's like shaving her legs underneath the conference table. Dry. (laughs) Uh, It's just the uselessness of it. This is just kind of hilarious. But yeah. Oh my gosh. The bathroom buddy, but not to be outdone by, uh, the egg cracker. <laughs> so that was that was. I love mean, like seeing like the this like the cautious approach to and and the guy's just like looking at it going no 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 and he's like well okay let's do this first For- just bam bam bam.
0: Here's my thing with the peltzer egg cracker. Peltzer. I I didn't I didn't understand how it was supposed to function with it because like there's a guidance system for mm-hmm. like the the egg to like roll down closer towards mm-hmm. like the the lock <laughs> or whatever <laughs> where, where you have the chicken head that drops down to crack the eggs uh-huh. uh but you didn't really have anything to hold the egg white <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's right
0: <yeah. laughs> so it's just like that that's kind of an important step of you know cracking the egg you don't you do, you don't want the shell in with everything else
1: <laughs> no that's why it's bad.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it is a flawed invention.
1: But you gotta, yeah. You, you, and you had to just love how, you know, mom is just all about it. She's like, well, it's what we've got, so we're going to use it. Mm-hmm. Like You know it doesn't work. Why put eggs in that thing? But yeah, the juicer was probably my, one of my favorites. Wait, <laughs> let me think. There was the Dilematic, the Hammer, the Swatter. Oh yeah,
0: the Coffee Maker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which was more like a sludge.
1: Wait, but also it was like so sleek that it almost reminded me of a K-Cup like maker. I was like, oh, uh, mm-mm. Uh, the the cell phone 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 <laughs> or the detached or the stretchy headpiece to the phone. I don't know what you want to call that. And then like the only thing that actually like was like, oh, this might be kind of good was like the smokeless ashtray, right? Mm-hmm. But they didn't really show you how that one worked.
0: Which no. one was your favorite? Uh, out, of, out of all of them, like you, I would say the most conventional thing that they had was the peltzer peeler juicer oh, yeah. and, and, and i mean to be honest like this one actually did work it it peeled it juiced uh the only problem was <laughs> that the citrus uh just went everywhere it wasn't specifically coming out from where it was supposed to it was just every opening that was on there it was just shooting nonstop. Uh, But it did its job, so, you know, that's more than we could say about basically every other thing that we actually got to see uh, in play. But, you know, I I did crack up at the fly swatter, uh, which was basically, like... How was that supposed to work? It was, like, a power drill, and then attached to, like, the nozzle, there were, like, three, (laughs) like, fly swatters? (laughs) Or maybe it was supposed to be, like, a mixer. <laughs> I don't know. No. But, like, you just That's look true. at it, and he, you know, just hits the button uh, for the drill. And, you know, a lot of those scenes were just, like, quick hits. Like, okay, it's going to be on screen for a few seconds. We're not going to explain any <laughs> yeah. of this. And it's just, like, you know, he, the dad's trying. You know, like, not all of his ideas are going to be... Uh, you know, home he runs. And he, he even goes to like a convention or whatever uh, with other right. like inventors. And he just sees All like sci-fi like what, sci-fi what his competition is doing. And he is out of his depth there.
1: <laughs> and then he gets the bright idea to just breed Mugwise.
0: Yeah. I mean, as long as, as, long as no one fed any after midnight, that would have been a. Billion dollar idea, but the best part about that mm. is when he's like, "Oh, the Peltzer pet! You know, this could repl- <laughs> this could replace Place the yeah dog. yeah yeah. This could be in every home. It can replace a dog." And Barney hears this because you know he's got super hearing, and same reason why he attacked uh, Mrs. Uh, Deagle. You know, he perks up as soon as yeah, he hears I'm that. First it's first like up. it's just that that look on his face of the fuck did you just say? <laughs> you know. <laughs>
1: but also, like this poor dog. Oh my god! This whole movie, I'm like, you better not hurt that fucking dog. Ah, uh, but yeah, that was. I-, I was glad Sam didn't get hurt.
0: That was good. Yeah, and he gets strung up by the gremlins. Oh my god, that wasn't good. <laughs>
1: Oh, but yeah, Gremlins solid, solid, good movie. Oh, but yeah, I, re- I still remember like the first time I watched it and hearing like the story of Phoebe's like dad getting stuck in the in the chimney. Like, mm-hmm. I remember like I I it mentally put me there. And I was like crying a little bit. I'm like, that's so sad. <laughs> oh, good stuff.
0: Yeah, what a- and then she has what to a, a Debbie Downer. Out. This is why she hates the holidays.
1: I know, really good reason. Like the best reason. Mm-hmm but we can leave it at that but
0: yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the 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 other thing that i've always appreciated too is just the diversity of the the animatronic characters in this movie mm-hmm. you know obviously you have stripe who's like obviously outside of gizmo probably the most known one uh but what was interesting about this is not all of them have like that striking uh characteristic to their character or just mm-hmm. like their their look. Most of them have just kind of like their own like preset uh like quote character. Cause you know, like as we mentioned earlier, you have like the flasher. Uh you have like the the <laughs> flash he's got nothing to Yeah, play. he's he's got nothing there. He just wants maybe he's selling something, you know. He's oh, trying to uh swindle a deal yeah. or something under that trench coat. Uh you have like <laughs> uh the smooth jazz gremlin, you have the bank robber, uh you have Greta uh the who, yeah, the lady Yeah, the, yeah, Greta the the I I don't know if she's, if she's just supposed to be like just the female gremlin or if she's supposed to be like the prostitute or what what the hell she is, you know? Like she
1: <laughs> makes me nervous like Smurfette makes me nervous where it's like okay. I don't like these odds. These odds are looking a little You're risky. you're a little
0: outnumbered. <laughs> uh <It's> just,
1: <laughs> mm, mm, okay.
0: And like even going into uh the new batch, you know, you have like the professor <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's very reminiscent to me of, like, uh, in Mario with, like, the Bowser kids. Who <laughs> all have, like, their own characteristics. So, re- really awesome <laughs> stuff there. Um,
1: I just really love the ones with guns. Because <laughs> be so hilarious. <laughs> they're, like, they're being little monsters, and then when they can't get what they want, they just, like, stick you up. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. And they're, they're tiny little guns that fit their hands. It's pretty cute.
0: Yeah. I mean, these gremlins know how to operate machinery Although uh, I probably
1: shouldn't talk about that. It's it's kind of sensitive times right now,
0: but uh that's <laughs> uh, that's America.
1: That's America and, for you. Uh
0: yeah, so the grapplades they know how to operate machinery, they know how to operate weaponry, uh mm-hmm. they they drink to their heart's content. They smoke like they cool smoke. Cast. Uh they love Snow White. Oh dwarves. <laughs> 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 <adorable>. And uh <laughs> on top of that you know they're just little hell raisers. but yeah like th- mm-hmm. that that theater scene always cracks me up because you know you have like the whole scene in you also have like the the carolyn whenever they go to like the neighbor's uh. house <laughs> uh when i take over like the yeah the forklift or whatever machinery they have on the front yard A
1: digger yeah <laughs> yeah
0: and they also uh mess with uh mrs deagle's uh chair lift <laughs> In her house, <laughs> so you're just nice flying straight out of the window, and you're like,
1: "She was awful." You anyway. got what you deserved. <laughs> yep. God, I'm trying to kill
0: a dog, please. Yeah, You know, everyone thinks like <sighs> Corella's like so the social. biggest dog villain, and you have Mrs. Deagle right here.
1: Exactly. And uh, what was I was like going to say? That uh, oh yeah, they hang out together a lot. Like Gizmo's the only one that likes to be around.
0: Just humans.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good movie. And like, yeah, I was also like as i was watching the movie and i was like oh you can see it from the invasive species sort of like perspective and, oh interesting movie you know it's good good shit enjoyed it a lot
0: but you know it it also goes back to me when you know they're doing like the uh i want to say experiments necessarily but like just trying to find out more oh. about the mogwai you know you you have uh like the little boy who who just he just
1: concern. wants his oh, own no.
0: Mogwai and then like he you know he goes to like the this the school lab just mm-hmm. openly like gives one of them to uh the lab guy who you know has eye, him, yeah yeah the eye yeah the eye droplet to make it multiply and then of course you know like you you get into the whole feeding after midnight and how the gremlins or the mogwai are you know self aware of time they you know snip snip the the fucking wire in uh, and <laughs> and you know that's
1: get the phone wire
0: it's like fantastic but i just i i, I love how- i love how this movie goes from okay you got like all of these creatures who are warm and cuddly To, you know, you have, like, the pupil state where, you know, you have, like, the alien-esque eggs.
1: Messing up your house. And
0: just, like, the cobwebs around them, and you're like, what the fuck is going on at this point? And then you see, like, these little green demons, essentially. Mm. Uh, And just seeing just how they evolve and just how... Just how more aggressive they get when they get to their final form, yeah. Because initially, like, a lot of, like, the gain-up mentality when they're still Mogwais is more... I wouldn't like, say rowdy it's, rowdy like, teenagers. it's not, like, heavy bullying, but, yeah, it's more like rowdy teenagers where, you know, you you, you, them, like, you know they're up to like no, no arcade good.
1: Arcade
0: <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs>
1: They make him look like that too, like I was saying, like my favorite scene was where uh Well Gizmo's so nice. And then they look at the other ones and they're all crowded around like Spike, I think, playing an arcade game. That's their size.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah, like it's, a it's one of, of like, it's ra- the miniature like a cabinet of- <laughs> for Donkey Kong. <laughs>
1: yeah. And uh like it's like they're like a bunch of like just, you know, scary teenagers and it's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, and
0: Ninja then open. uh when they when I reach that Gremlin state, even when they get to the bar, they're playing Star Wars at the, the Barcade. <laughs>
1: yeah. We, uh, like bad boys.
0: <laughs> uh, which of course, you know, obviously the big thing right now, you know, we talked about uh the the Gremlins commercial they did with Mountain Dew, <laughs> uh presumably last year. I don't know if that's confirmed. Uh but it, it was very recent because I remember when it aired. Uh, but basically, we've had negotiations for a third installment for this franchise, and that was that was happening back in early 2013. Uh, we we basically have heard from uh, Chris Columbus, who was the franchise creator. Uh, he who's made claims like you know he has the script written already. Uh, they would c- continue to utilize the puppetry and uh, animatronics, which uh, for Gremlins for the first one. Uh each one was between anywhere from thirty thousand dollars to forty thousand dollars, and they were mm-hmm. so costly to the point where every night when the crew left the lot, the security had to ensure that nobody was taking the puppetry. Wow,
1: what do you think that's bad? Isn't like baby Yoda like five or three million?
0: I would not be surprised. <laughs> Uh, But worth worth every cent. Yeah. So stuff that we know is happening with this IP. Uh, There is an animated series coming out. I I don't know if it was Netflix or if it was HBO Max. I want to say it was HBO Max. uh, And it was kind of like a precursor. uh, And it was being called Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai.
1: Ooh.
0: And I I want to say the plan was like they're gonna do a ten episode inaugural season. It's gonna be set in the 1920s era, uh, for like the Chinese countryside, and it's gonna focus on a young boy Sam, uh, who eventually ends up becoming the old man who owns oh, the okay. uh, the shop that uh, is selling the mo- or quote selling or really not uh imprisoning (laughs) uh gizmo uh, aka mr Wayne, in this case uh but you know this it's always curious because when we look at horror movies right now or really even in like the last 10 years obviously a lot of like these 80s films have gotten like the reboot uh button at this point and gremlins when it came out like this was a very big hit it made 153.6 million dollars worldwide at the box office in 1984 and i know uh when they did the sequel the new batch it made like maybe a a, probably not even a fourth of what gremlins did and i know there's a very distinct difference between one and two and i know not everyone likes to uh, but I, I I like the fact that they continued with just the the randomness of the Gremlin characters because that was one of the parts that I really enjoyed about yeah, the first so Gremlins movie. But I, I don't want to say outright like, oh man, Gremlins 3 is definitely going to happen. You know, there's something new coming out with the IP and that's going to be the launching pad because that doesn't necessarily mean that, okay, there's an animated series so then, okay, that's the green light.
1: Okay. I mean, probably though, right? <laughs> it's just they're they're not leaving anything. They're not leaving any any stones unturned. If you if you get my meaning that, these days,
0: my my biggest concern is talks have been so on and off that it's hard yeah. to know when they're still on. Mm-hmm. Because you go through these long periods of time where you don't have any sort of update on the project or what the status is, if it's still happening, is it not happening? And, you know, you're hearing, like, alerts here and there from, like, Zach Galligan or, you know, the creator of Gremlins, but nothing is ever really concrete. So then it's just a big, well, when is it going to happen? And then it's just... okay The idea is just out there. But there's nothing set in stone outside of this animated series, so I I don't know. I really want to see another Gremlins feature, uh, mm-hmm. primarily just because that Mountain Dew commercial—it
1: made a lot of promises and needs to keep.
0: Like lit my eyes up, and I I know my family really liked it too, and we all love <laughs> really Gremlins. Good. Like we have a painting of Gizmo in in the other room. But it was just done so well, and I, I feel like, you know, knowing how many series are seen reboots or have gotten new life breathed into them, whether it's on mm-hmm. the small screen or whatever, like, look at look at what's happening with Chucky right now with the Sci-Fi slash USA yeah. Network series. The finale just aired uh, yesterday, Tuesday, uh, and before the finale even aired, they had already announced, hey, Chucky got renewed season two. It's happening uh, next year. And the numbers that were the numbers for the series have not been terrible, which I was so thankful for because so many times, you know, when it when it comes to uh horror series on TV, if you aren't American horror story, yeah. chances are you were not lasting. You know, mm-hmm. not too many not too many genre specific uh series have had that lasting effect outside of like I guess Hannibal and, like, Dexter, but, like, and they, they have to find their foot in, and on yeah. cable, you just, you don't know, because there's so much turnover. So, for Chucky to come in, have pretty successful numbers on both networks, which was, was also another weird thing, because they're under, like, the same umbrella, but normally they just try to, like, fixate on one network, so t- for them to do, like, the simultaneous release was also kind of weird, but it's worked.
1: Smart. And we got he's just trying to get real sassy or not sassy that, but uh, savvy with mm-hmm. their promotions. Yeah,
0: that that could be it too. But just knowing that you know before the finale, which I I need to watch still. Uh, I
1: haven't watched it either. But just knowing,
0: <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people had set expectations for the series because it had mm-hmm. the original crew. You know, you have some of the original actors. You know, you got the same director. You got Brad Dorf back to voice Chucky. So the the bar was set very high before production even began on this series. And just to see the, the legs that it has underneath it makes me really happy as a fan. Knowing that, you know, some of the later entries in the films might have been okay. Uh, some mm-hmm. people like them, some sure. people don't. Uh, I, I thought the direction that they took the mythos is kind of odd. But it it was a good way to expand and open the world up more.
1: I think I agree with that. I I, I was very happy with the direction they're taking away. It it's just a a breath of fresh air that mm-hmm. doesn't involve them fucking up your your idea of what Chucky should be.
0: Right. So it's just I'm I'm very happy to see the success that it's gotten, and uh, hopefully it will continue to leave a lasting impression. So we can see more IPs get in. Either a big screen or a small screen treatment. Uh, you know, it's 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 setting the bar up well for other movies mm-hmm. to uh propel themselves forward. So I'm hoping we get to see it. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are still waiting with bated breath for another Gremlins movie, just because, you know, we all do kind of have like Gremlins on that pedestal, not just for like Christmas horror, but just horror across the board. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> you stopped abruptly, and I didn't know where we were going. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get ready for some more fucking shit. I'm excited.
0: Absolutely. So next week, mm-hmm. uh, we're uh we're revisiting a director that we've already talked about for uh yeah. for holiday horror, and we're talking Krampus, released in 2015, of course, directed by Michael Doherty. Uh, Which is, you know, still, I I don't know if I would say that Krampus embodies the holiday better than Trick or Treat, but I will say the creature, Mm. the creature designs in Krampus, much like Gremlins, is what makes the experience. Yeah,
1: they're (laughs) creepy as shit. So So let's get into that here soon or next week.
0: Yeah, so that'll, that'll be dropping next week. Uh, But for now, guys, if you're looking to contact the show, you can do so a couple of different ways. Uh, You can find us on Instagram uh, as well as YouTube at handlewithscarepod. We also have our Twitter at handlewithscare. You can email the show at handlewithscarepod at gmail.com. And uh, we'll have some updates for you guys soon. We've been toying around with some ideas for merchandise. Uh, I'm not fully done with that stuff yet. So I'm not ready to unveil anything. Uh, but I can almost guarantee that I'm gonna have everything out, koozies av- available to per. No, oh, I don't know about koozies. That's besides the point. Uh, but I'm working on the t-shirt design right now. All right, and uh, it, it it should be done soon. Maybe I'm not gonna say like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have the information out next week. Cause spoiler, we're double recording. Uh, so. If I'm adding it, I might have to, like, tack that on and, like, go back and, like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, re-record over something I already said. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh Yeah. Stay tuned for merch news uh, shortly. But for now, you've been listening to Handled with Scare. This has been episode 36, talking all about gremlins and the batshit absurdity of uh, the little hellraisers involved. All that good stuff. And uh, we'll see you guys back next week.